And welcome everybody to episode number 123 of the Average Man Podcast, mate. It's a Sunday afternoon and an absolutely perler day in the Pilbara. We've finally cracked it. We've finally beaten the summer. Um, and it wasn't supposed to be this early. I, I typically say, I think I said this on the last podcast, that um, around Anzac Day, which was Monday just past, is when the weather changes up here. And it was cooling off. It was definitely not as hor- horrible as it was before, but we were still forecasted for like some 36s, 37s this weekend, like today. And then Thursday, Friday, we had like two days of rain, which was just magic. Um, rained like hard on Thursday for an hour or so. And then just drizzled constantly for like the next day and a half. It was pretty bloody awesome. So that's cooled everything down. That's pretty much that's pretty much fucked the summer. She's done, man. Knocked it on the head. So I think everybody's happy about that. Summer's finally gone. We can start getting into our winter, start getting into our fires and camping, um, getting outside again, going down the beach, enjoying being outside, just just enjoying being outside (laughs) so um which is pretty good man because for people that don't live up here and people who do live here you know what i'm talking about it gets pretty hard in the middle of summer like especially if you've got kids if you don't have a pool there's just nothing to do so for those months where it's just really hot and you're just really over it like especially january february march and and you're kind of worn down by it a little bit you, you kind of start going stir crazy at home there's nothing to do yeah, there's no cinemas to go to, and there's Dan Hart. There's the whatever they call it, the the Matt Dan cinema. I always call it the Dan Hardy Theater. He's a an ex MMA fighter. Um, the Matt Dan Theater, which is expensive as shit, and you know, I mean, I guess it's it's something, but you know, it's quite expensive, and you know, they play like one movie at a time. It's not exactly a big uh, choice. Uh, there's no like time zone type thing or bowling alley or like indoor you know shopping complex with caf like good cafes and like a, a pub and like just stuff you have in normal places there's none of that here um there's nothing to do in summer man so you kind of get worn down by it near the end there so i'm so glad it's gone we've been at the park the last few weekends of a morning uh walking down the beach again in the evenings you can kind of do the beach walks in of an evening in summer as well if it's you know not super muggy but it's not really enjoyable it's actually really nice now so just yeah enjoying that man loving it loving it and um we've been pretty busy lately doing doing very little really doing very little and that's sort of by design um, I'm reading a book at the moment My wife's reading a different book But it's sort of similar, I think um, I've asked her to read the one I'm reading as well Because it will really help her With her ADHD mind A um, hundred tasks at once All unfinished and no priorities um, And I've actually finished reading it I've read it before I've just read it the second time And I'm, and I'm doing a couple of podcasts at the moment For a break And I'm going to go back through and do it again A third time And probably take some notes And really try and get some of the uh, some of the main points, or the essential points, if you will, of the essentialism book to to bloody sink in, because um, I feel like we're busy all the time, really busy all the time, like doing nothing. Um, always struggle to get the to to get the the most important things done. You know, you're running around doing all these other little tasks, and that's one of the big things about the book that I've read that I was reading. It's called Essentialism. Mark McEwan is the is the author. And it's just about cutting out the things out of your life that you, that really aren't necessary. They're not essential. 
and and simplifying it, simplifying things so that you do what is the what, what are your goals, and then you find out you find out what your goals are, you uh, find out what the most important things to reach that goal are, and then you prioritize those. You do those things as a priority, and then you move down your list. If you you know if you have other time in your day or your schedule, you can do some of the other less important tasks. But you know it's it's. Typically, we don't do that. We let our day run us, and we sort of just reacting. I do, I do this anyway. I'm reacting all day long, one thing after the other, after the other, after the other, and your schedule gets hijacked and this and that. And you know, we don't say no to people because we just want to keep the the, the momentum going, and want to, we want to be problem solvers and be the guy that gets it done. And and you, you find yourself. Uh, you, you're being controlled by the circumstances and by the day rather than controlling your day and being the most efficient person you can. And it kind of stresses a lot of us out. Um, so definitely something that I, I want to work on and I definitely think my wife could benefit by it as well. And I haven't really made any uh, massive changes or had any big sort of uh, breakthroughs or successes moving towards this way of living at the moment. I'm just, like it's, you know, it's a, it's a lot of little changes that need to be made. Um, and some big ones too, but I'm definitely aware of it, like all the time now, thinking about it during the day, which is, I guess is the first step, analysing things as you're going along and then seeing, um, even if you analyse it after the fact, you go, oh, I should have done it this way, um, you know, I think at least you're thinking about it, you're thinking about change. So um, what, I'm, what I'm doing of a weekend, like I've got my lists at work and work is a little bit more fluid I do have to be more malleable at work as far as what the priority is um, there's always a, a priority and then there's some other things that fall underneath that and work is a fluid situation so that that won't change to a to an extent but I can definitely tighten the screws and say uh, if not no um, I can say not until x y or z or all of the above are done um, before I jump in and take other things on and let people hijack my schedule. So that's another one of the um, one of the big things. I do have lists at work I go through, but at work I'm just happy if I get them all done. So I do have the most – there's some things that have to be done and the most important thing for the day for sure. And then there's other things, three or four or five other things that need to get done that day and I'm all right juggling those around as long as I know that I'm going to get through them. Whereas on the weekends I'm being really strict with this list um, – and it's like a small list, like cutting down what I'm trying to do on the weekend. My wife's had a criticism of me for years now that I kind of ignored, uh, that I try and squeeze too many things in on a weekend because I have plans, I have a list in my head and I'm trying to knock them all off and I'm, I have these plans, I have these things in my head um, that I'm trying to get done and... I don't have any direction, but I know I want to get them all done. So it kind of, you know, I, I get annoyed or angry or stressed if I'm not on target, a target that nobody else can see. Too many things are on that list. So I have made a point of on the weekends, I wake up in the morning. I should, I could do it the evening before, but I think about it the evening before and then get up and write the list first thing in the morning. I get up and I write a list of like maybe seven things on it, hit list, most important or at least chronological um, down the part, down the page, what I'm gonna do, and I and it like morning coffee is on there. Take the dog to the beach is on there. 
breakfast for the family is on there. Take kids to the park, that's on there. So everything's on there. The minuscule stuff's on there. Um, scratch, left, nutsack, it's on there. Okay, maybe not. I just assume that I'm going to do that at some point in the day. So that one just gets covered no matter what. But you know, you know what I mean. You get my point. And and I'm going down the list. And it's I've only done, this is the second weekend I've I've been doing it, and it feels good, man. Like I'm I'm simplifying what I'm doing. I'm making sure I do what's important on that list first. Pretty much ninety percent of the time I've been able to do that. And. I'm just knocking the things off off the list that I said I'm going to do, and I feel good at the end of the day. Even though, like, I've been I've been crook um, at the moment. I started feeling pretty shitty on Thursday. I've done multiple rats at the moment. the the uh, The wisdom of the rat tells me it's not Corona. It's got all the hallmarks of the Rona. I tell you what, I got this. Like my whole throat feels bruised, man. Like someone's tried choking me out. It's it's bruised and sore. I got swollen glands. My taste was all fucked up yesterday. Um, aches, my muscle aches, body aches all over. Like my, my, my traps and my shoulders and my legs and just everywhere. It's aches, heads just thumping, pounding. Um, yeah, man. Oh, Everything I hear about the Rona is sounds like what I've got, but like I said, I've done a, I've done multiple rat tests now, and and they're all coming coming back negative. So I'm just gonna treat it like a regular old boring old normal old virus that no one gives a fuck about, and just go about my business. Um, yeah, so it's just a boring virus, I suppose. But I felt like shit, so I didn't have a lot to do yesterday. I had like really low energy, man. But um, I had a few things on the list. And just got through them and felt good to do that, you know. Um, same with today, feeling a little bit better, but still have a moderate, a modest, should I say, sort of a list that I'm trying to get through. And like, it's really important for me because I've got things to do, like this diploma I'm doing um, of construction and building, which the the deadline is is October this year, and I've got to basically hit off more or less. Um, I think I had two months spare if I got one unit done every month and then I didn't complete what I needed to complete. So in April, I was supposed to complete the next unit. Start of April, I, I, I finished the other one. I was gonna had all April to do the next unit on my list and I only just started it yesterday. It's, that was the 30th of April. So I've put myself behind the eight ball there and this is why I need this this priority list so I know that that's something that has to be done Every day, or you or you think, yeah, I'll do that after this. I'll do that after that. And you've got it in your head the whole time, and you're kind of stressed about it, like low key stressed about it in the back of your head all day. And then things happen, and situations change, and then all of a sudden, you find out that you don't have any time left um, to do what you wanted to do. So I'm making a bloody list. I'm sticking to it, and the priorities get done before anything else. So it's feeling it's feeling bloody good, and I've been thinking about it a lot. Um, you know, um, I just think that we do so many things, man. There's so many op- – even though, like I just said, it's kind of boring in Headland during summer, there's still things that you got on the go. Um, and definitely, I'm 100% obvious, uh, honest with you here now, like um, in the summer we've just come out of just pure uh, – laziness or complacency or uh, you know uh, uh, 
lethargy like comes into play, like just could not be fucked. You know, on the weekends, I'm at home inside in the aircon, and I just got low energy. I'm like, what the fuck is? Why am I so drained? Like I'm not on the tools at work. I am mentally engaged ten hours a day, flat out, um, at least. But I guess that's enough to drain you. It comes to the weekend, it's hot, and you're just getting through the basics, and there's definitely more shit I could be doing on the weekends that I'm just not. And I guess he called that laziness. So these lists are going to keep me accountable and make sure I do the important shit, and then other stuff afterwards becomes a bonus on on the list, you know. Been thinking about it a lot, man. I want to be more efficient, and, and the energy I do have, I want to go where it needs to go first and then um yeah be more efficient and and spend my energy in in the places where it's needed most before I before I do other things during the day you know for me I guess the priorities will be everyone's got their own priorities um work and the study that I'm doing for this diploma, they're like musts. They've got to be done all the time, every day. Um, family time, massive for me. I, you know, if it wasn't for money, I would put family time the largest piece of pie. It's probably, I mean, it's probably with the weekend, it's probably half and half at the moment. So family time, massive. You have to go to work, you have to make money, obviously, to feed the little bastards. But family time, that's a must. That's got to, you've got to make time for that shit. No point working your ass off to provide for your family who you're never there to see. Like they need you, they don't just need money and, and stuff. So that family time is massive. Um, for me, the podcasting and the YouTubing stuff I'm, I'm working on, so like content, creating content. That is something that I'm passionate about, something that I'm I'm trying to run with and make make something happen with. So that's 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 a priority that goes on the list as something that I have to do. Um basically daily, some sort of like if it's just an Instagram post or if it's just gathering information to for a podcast, um, or if it's editing a little bit like there has to be something I do every day that that is going towards that content creation process so that's a must as well for me it's on there um self-care you know going to the gym having some having some time uh, uh, you know going for a dive or uh out to have a, a beer with a mate with a mate or, or, or my brother or whatever it is on friday afternoon like that's that's got to go in there as well um you know if you're not if you don't look after yourself the self-care part's not there it's pretty easy to drop down into a a lull and then you're not best serving the people around you either because you're not you know 100% efficient uh, uh, mental health and and all that is definitely a big part of it self-care general chores has got to be on there you got to do the dishes and cook dinner and clean the house and wash the you know clothes and all that kind of shit adulting that's obviously takes up quite a large chunk of time that's got to be factored into your to your um uh, your schedule and then everything else is basically a bonus, you know. That's 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 kind of it. They're the main things. Um, so I guess there's a lot of like um, keep track of it, or your day just runs away from you, man. And it's I just think that so many of us are, are just going through life, and me included, just going through life, just reacting, doing whatever. And this is how we get into these situations in life where you. Uh, well, I'm lucky I'm not in this situation. Um, 
but in a situation where you you don't love your job, you don't know what you're doing there, you've just wandered into it, and now you feel like you, you, you're just living a life that you didn't choose, like because we just react, 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 react. We get so used to it, man. And, and for me, one of the most important things is I, I really want to teach my kids to do what's important to them in life, not not what's important to us or to the school or society, um, but to find what what they love and then to work their ass off to work towards it it's such a, th- a simple thing and I think we feel that like uh, an instinctual drive or, or, or pull towards doing that in life but then everything else tells us no you gotta whatever it is finish school you gotta get a specific type of job you have these kind of traits you would be good in this career path like and we just react, 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 and we do so much shit to keep other people happy. And then you get to this point in life where you're like, what the fuck? Whose life am I living, man? Um, and again, I'm lucky that's 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 not me. Um, I do feel called to do other things in my life as well, and I'm working at making time and space and, and creating um, a place and a space where I can do those things. But, um, um, you know, I'm lucky that that I'm in a job I actually love and care about and and, and feel valued. And a lot of people aren't in that position, man, or they just make good money. So this is what they do, you know. And it's it's because we get trained to just react so much. So for me, it's so important to teach my kids like, what is it you love? Do that, do that. So spend all your time working towards that. So I guess for me to teach them that I have to figure out myself not just what it is that I love what I want to do what I want to spend all my time and energy on I have an idea what that is but how to execute that um well that's that's something that I need to figure out for myself so I can teach them those skills so they can see mum and dad doing that stuff actively and they pick up so much. They're like little sponges. They pick up so much more than you realize, you know. And if you're just flat out busy all the time, just working your ass off, doing a job you don't enjoy, and coming home and no energy for anything else all the time, um, that's what they're gonna. That's what they're gonna pick up from you. That's what school teaches them. That's what society teaches them. Man, like no one's there going. You you want to be an artist? You love art. You, that's what you want to do. You want to draw pictures or create artwork of some in some form for 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 a living. Run with that, man. Do that. No one's telling them that. You know, it's so. Uh, it's my job, our job as parents, to create that safety there for them where they feel they can do that. Um, obviously, part of that is having financial safety behind them so that. That's not that's that's not the main worry, finance, um, and just helping them find out what they love in life and and running with that man. That's hard as well as a parent because you, you get your own, um, your own dreams and ideas for them in the way sometimes, and you really got to like step back from that and go, okay, I'm a really active physical guy. I love. Being outside, I love being um, fit and healthy and being involved in some sort of athletic endeavor, not team sports, that was never my thing, but just being using my body. And my boy's really into drawing and computer games and watching movies, which I love too, but chilling inside. And, and he hasn't found his physicality yet. He's sort of, you know, he's enjoying soccer this year, which is brilliant, great, awesome. I'm, I'm coaching the team to help out there. And that seems to have got him involved a fair bit more. But that's a hard one to just take a step back and go, it's okay, man. He's his own person. He is who he is. You can't force him 
to be a more physical kid just because you in your mind you have your son's going to be uh really you know sort of physical the way that you are it's just, it's it's like yeah you you got to pull yourself out of the situation just give them opportunities and love them support them and whatever it is they seem to be drawn to um yeah help them help them go in that direction but uh, again it's 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 a hard one if it's if you're seeing your kids spend a whole lot of time inside so you do have to balance it out to, for them but just let go of the fact that you think that they should be outside doing more stuff you know other, like other kids are it, it, everyone's different man um as long as they understand if you want to be an artist which is you know he's seven um going on eight but that's that's the, the idea at the moment you want to be an artist that means you draw every single day and i tell him that have you drawn a picture today? Oh, no. no. So you want to be an artist? Yeah. Well, you got to draw every day. you got to work at it every day. Okay. And he listens to that and goes and does, you know, I might just be a five-minute doodle, but, but you know, and sometimes he'll draw for two hours straight, which is cool, but that's still the work ethic has to be there, whatever you're doing in life, you know. Um, that's, I guess, the, the trap a lot of artistic types fall into, like musicians and artists and whatnot. Like, yeah, I'm a musician, but really, you spend most of your time sitting on the couch smoking bongs, doing fuck all. So you're not really a musician, are you? You're just a lazy person that likes music. Like that's the trap you definitely don't want to fall into. Hell, it's a different world. It's a changing world. Who knows what kids are going to be doing in the future? But if it's gaming, if you actually become a serious gamer and you want to be on Twitch or whatever it is in the next five or ten years, and professionally gaming and making money on it, well, that's a weird one to navigate as a person my age. I don't understand that world. It's kind of scary for us. You think of computer games as wasting time and and your life, but kids are legitimately making a living doing this stuff and branching out into other things. Well, if that's what you want to do. You got to work hard at it, mate. You got to be on there learning the game and and putting in time and 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 have goals in that game because that's how they're set up that you're achieving and moving towards. So it's whatever it is, you got to navigate it, man. It's a weird world in the future. If you just think that kids are going to be doing what we did when we were kids and going for the same careers we were offered. Um, moving forward the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years You're at your bloody mind It's going to be a completely different world And technology is going to have a huge part in that And you might not even know what's coming So just being involved in it um, they just think, I think they just need to have their finger on the pulse if, if that's the kind of world they want to be involved in And when opportunities and different things develop Well they're, they're all cocked and loaded and ready to just fire and, and, and go for that thing whatever it is so I don't know it's a it's a it's a big rabbit hole I'm sort of going down today but this is what I wanted to talk about today I didn't have any specific setup for the podcast I just had the title was hopes dreams and passion and I just wanted to talk about that today I guess that's how I started this podcast in the first place talking about like just airing out my feelings and thoughts and talking about hopes and dreams and passions and and I just wanted to move um, back towards that um, yeah just wanted to move back towards that a little bit today and just talk about that in general um, another thing I've been reading and looking into lately is this this like literature I think that's used in in um, oh, I'm not sure I think it's used in like like counseling sessions or whatever um, for men particularly um, but it's like it's called 
the, it's called the Nice Guy. It's just like self development shit, I guess. It's called the Nice Guy or No More No More Mister Nice Guy, I think it is. And um, got a cat meowing somewhere in the background. What's that? I don't know. I keep hearing a cat meow. Probably my cat. Um, yeah, No More Mister Nice Guy. And and the concept um, behind it, it outlines. There's like three main types of of people and, I, uh, and uh, this is geared towards men but I'm assuming there's a big blur like a crossover with women as well but there'd be different ratios with women but it's p- particularly there's three different types of men so there's like the old school um, alpha who's just my way or the highway doesn't listen to anyone else doesn't give a shit what anybody else says this is how we're doing it and they're very straight down the line and overbearing and runs over people and there was a lot of people like that you know back in the day um, and then there's the the B type, so that's A type, B type, who's 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 the nice guy, wants to please everybody, um, um, doesn't want to cause friction, and 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 is always seeking approval. Basically, I think are the hallmarks of the nice guy. And then there's the third guy, who's like I guess a hybrid, who's who's assertive and and knows how to step into the the friction, as they call it, to to um, um, uncomfortable situations, knows how to say no to other people, isn't afraid of letting other people down if they're doing what's right for them and true for them. And that's kind of the, where you want to get to. And it's interesting because this, uh, so many of the behaviours of the nice guy I just see in, in myself. I think a lot of people fall into that character, into that category, sorry. And um, yeah, it's really confronting to read it, see it written down and... and 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 types of behaviours and how that manifests and what the background thought process is behind it. You just go far out. A lot of that is is me, man. Like caring too much what other people think. Um, and I think that goes hand in hand with the doing less because a lot of a lot of doing less is with this essentialism uh, gig is is saying no to other people and you have to disappoint other people. No, I don't want to do that. That's not what's the most important thing for me right now so no sorry um that's hard to do at times but i guess you know learning to do that and and people will respect you even if you upset them it's a big one man and it's so far how deep that goes that the little things we do every day in certain situations that are geared towards um um making other people like you or accept you i'm gonna find out what's going on with this cat it's quite distracting so I've got the bloody dog and the cat in here now. I guess the cat caught wind that, that me and Yandy were up here in the caravan doing a podcast and he got jealous. He, he wandered in on the action, so he was at the door meowing. Um, hopefully he doesn't keep meowing in the background now. He's rubbing himself all up on the furniture and shit. Cats are weird bloody creatures, mate. So, yeah, uh, where was I talking about the nice guy thing? It's, it's, it's quite confronting, man, when you, you, you read these... The analysis of this personality type, and you're like, damn, I do a lot of that shit, man. I don't agree with everything written in there um, because I think that sometimes oh, it's hard to go in it without someone else understand, uh, having read some of the literature. I don't, I don't agree with everything in there. Um, some of the the conclusions that they make, the leaps they make um, based on this behaviour, but definitely a lot of the behaviour, man, it's it's stuff you just do. Um, you just do, or I just do, and a lot of people just do uh, on default, you know, subconsciously. And it's like little things all day long. So to break some of those habits is going to be quite hard, um, but definitely something I want to look at and work on. And I just think 
Um, it goes hand in hand with this idea of essentialism, doing what's important to me and to my family and putting that above everything else. Um, yeah. Yeah, like I said, it ties in, I'm just reading through my notes at the moment, it ties in with that essentialism stuff. Stop pleasing other people. Um, find what matters to me and my family most. Just do the, pro- the that as a priority. Everything else is a bonus. Comes underneath that, and some it's, um, it's a pretty interesting um, read. So I'm going to tie that in with the essentialism stuff and doing a big overhaul on the old on the old um, Dave Robbo um, model um, two point you know, model two o point point two o twenty two. Um, yeah. I don't know, I've always been pretty big on the self-improvement shit. You get lazy on it sometimes. You get to a certain point and you think, yeah, I'm a lot better than I used to be. And then you go and cruise control and then you see some of the old habits start creeping back in. And um, definitely time to, to give the old um, the old Dave Robbo model an upgrade. So <laughs> I'll be working on that a fair bit lately. And I think it's shit that's going to tie in. all tie in together nicely with, with what I'm trying to do this year and putting more money away and... Um, doing what's important to me Bloody cat Come on man, far out Doing what's important to me He's rubbing his gums on the microphone and shit Knocked it out of the microphone holder You know it'd be allowed in here podcasting if you can't hang out and just chill Hey, look at the dog The dog's just sitting there You're running around rubbing your gums on shit Bloody hell um, Anyway It was a deep dive deep dive on some shit that's going on inside the the brain of the old average man um i hope i didn't lose you all on that one um yeah man i don't know that's another thing that's another part of the i guess this is a gary v thing but it's all tied in together is like just not caring what people think stopping caring what people think that seems to be one of the biggest things that hold us back is not doing something because we worry about what someone else thinks or doing something that we don't want to do because we care about what someone else thinks so so putting myself in uncomfortable situations where I just blah, spill out what's what's literally on my brain on my mind and um, what's bounced around inside my head all the time which is stuff you're normally quite guarded about I am anyway I'm a private sort of person spilling that out and just um, making myself vulnerable like that's a pretty good way for me to go Oh, it's out there now. If I can open yourself up so you can... I'm pretty good at not giving a fuck what people think once I open myself up, but it's the opening myself up to the scrutiny and judgment in the first place, which is where I, I struggle. Once the door's open, I'm like, oh, there it is. Fucking have it, take it, leave it, do whatever you, do whatever you want with it. I'm, I'm doing me. So um, there we go. Big deep dive on old Dave Robbo's fucking thought process. Um, What else, man? Don't... Don't have a lot else to talk about today. I think just we'll quickly just brush over the fact that COVID's over. COVID's bloody finished, which is nice. Wrapped up on Thursday night at midnight. It's funny because since March 2020, when we cancelled our first holiday and everything went upside down, my boy's been asking me, Dad, when's COVID over? When's coronavirus going to finish? And it's like, oh, it's a long time, buddy. I think going to have to put up with this shit for a while. Um, you know, he's asked me just... Once a week, no, once a fortnight for the last two years. When's COVID over, Dad? And he says to me on Monday, Dad, when's coronavirus over? I said, Friday. And his little eyes light up, looked at me, he said, what? I said, it's all over Friday, buddy. COVID's finished. Don't worry about it. No more masks. No more bullshit. Just, it just finishes. It's all. And he goes, really? I said, yep, it's all done. It's all good. 
and we've kept it pretty light hard with our kids the whole way through because never wanted them to take on the stress and anxiety of all the humans, all the adults in the world. Yeah, but it's fucking COVID and they fucking wear a mask and you're not drinking three vaccinations and fucking ah, the science, what are the science and fucking all the bullshit. Like, we can all stand wherever we want and all that shit. I just was not down with passing that kind of shit on to the, to the kids, to my kids in particular. So we've been super lighthearted about it and made jokes about, you know, things that can otherwise stress an anxious kid out. I do have an anxious kid. So, you know, it's just never been a big deal in our house, but it's been inconvenient. So for him to say, hey, when's coronavirus over, Dad? Go, Friday, bro. Just just all done. Just vanishes. It was it was pretty funny. Pretty cool to see his little, fi- his little face, um, his face light up. So, yeah. I think that's it, man. I think that's it. Different one, weird one. I should have a Zoom guest next week. Um, I don't like to announce the guests until they happen because sometimes they don't happen. So I'll just leave that one just simmering away there for you. It's a new, it's a new guest. Um, yeah, should be a good, interesting one. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this one today. And I think I've said everything I need to say. Take it easy. Peace out. Um, happy, happy post COVID. Um, I hope you had a post COVID party this weekend. Yeah, that's all. That's all. I'll finish it on. All right. Even though. That's it. All right, take it easy. Peace. Cheers.